This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk some more NBA. It's opening night. We'll do it right now with Bill Ryder. You could hear him on CBS Sports. CBS Sports NBA Insider. He joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Bill, how are things going tonight, man? Well, not as good as for Bill Walton. I wish I was in the front row at that game. Otherwise, I'm great. What's I th- up, guys? I thought you were going to say you wish you were high. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's, that's for the end of the interview. Yeah, exactly. He's Talking about, with a couple of Bills. 15 minutes away from that, possibly. Uh, Bill, right now we get Philadelphia-Boston. Who do you like in the East? You know, is it one of these two teams? Are you high on Brooklyn? Do you believe that maybe Katie and Kyrie will show up to work every single night? Or do you have a sleeper team in the Eastern Conference this year? I feel like it's more loaded than ever. It really is. It's crowded. I do not believe in the Brooklyn Nets. I will fade them at every chance and take the risk. They do come to work and figure it out. I mean, my, I like the Milwaukee Bucks. I know that's kind of chalk once they get healthy. I just think it's so easy to to look past because they're in the Midwest. I think we take Giannis really um, just for granted how well run that organization is, how dominant Giannis is. But I, I'm starting to. I saw a lot of Cavaliers this year just bopping around talking to various folks and various teams. I just happened to be in a lot of their games. And I'm starting to talk myself into at least Cleveland overachieving. I know that I'm not the only person in the country doing that, but if you think the drama is going to pull down the Celtics and the Nets and there might be some injuries elsewhere, if, like me, you love the Sixers but think Doc Rivers is a walking postseason disaster, I think Cleveland's interesting. Yeah, Cleveland definitely could be. Bill, we just talked about the Atlantic Division. Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Toronto, all should be really good teams this year. We all think that the value play, just from a betting standpoint, Toronto 10-1 to to win that division probably is the bet, even though we all kind of lean that maybe Philadelphia will probably will at plus 275. What are your thoughts on the Atlantic Division? I'm with you guys on Toronto. I don't have a bet on it, but I was talking to a couple buddies that we pool our resources and bet a little larger than we should every year, and we're, we're nibbling on the edges there. I think the Nets are like, look, the, the Brooklyn Nets could win the whole thing. They're talented enough. I think the likely outcome is they're going to be really underwhelming. We've seen this story before. What did Bill Parcells say? People tell you who they are. Kyrie Irving, unreliable. I mean, you guys know all the drama. That leaves the Sixers. I think they can be great. I love the moves they made. Addison 3 and D guys was around that organization for several days last week. They're actually legitimately confident. But if you think things can go wrong, if you think MB can get hurt again, if you think Doc Rivers is the wrong guy, I do, and that manifests itself maybe in the regular season instead of the postseason, I think Toronto's really interesting. Nick Nurse is one of the three or four best coaches in the game. They've got a pretty good core. If things go right for them and have to go badly for those other teams, there's certainly value there. Bill, what do you think about the uh, the Suns this year? Because it feels like, with all of the drama surrounding the DeAndre Ayton contract, obviously with you know their their owner having to sell the team, and just really all the drama that went down between them and the Mavs in Game 7 when they got their doors blown out, no one really thinks that they can do much. I think a lot of people are thinking maybe they'll even slip to a sixth seed. Um, they still have a ton of talent. Cam Johnson now taking a step as a starter. How good do you think that they can realistically be? Yeah, I, I'm personally fading... The Suns. I'm in that, and groupthink makes me nervous, and when everybody thinks something, that's where you find some value, right, if you're actually putting money down. 
Here's my thing. I, I think the Aiton thing is a real issue with Monty Williams because Monty's strength, or one of his strengths, he's a great X's and O's coach, but his ability to connect with the locker room is really important. And the fact there's an openly discussed Cold War between a guy that didn't want to be there anyway and they gave him a contract after he thought he was going to get a chance to go somewhere else and the head coach, that's a problem. And I think for me the big thing is, and I'll just be candid, I know Chris Paul gets celebrated as a leader. I understand that's the narrative. It's just... It's just not true, or it's a lot more complicated than the idea that he's this incredible leader. He grinds guys down. He does. I mean, guys, I've done reporting on this. A lot of guys can't stand Chris Paul who play with him. He, He grinds them down. He gets on guys. He talks smack. He can be really hard on dudes. And when he was had the play to back it up, that would some not always sometimes be the glue that would make it work. I've talked to a couple GMs this year from a distance, right? These guys aren't with the Suns who think Chris Paul, amazing player, blah, 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 might be washed, right? Just He's almost 40. He's getting to an age. He's five years past when a, when a, a point guard of his stature and, and physical, his build, should play the level that, that, that he has. He's a great player, whatever. I think that's over. And if it is, I think his approach to leadership, the, the DeAndre Ayton thing, even, even Sarver being forced out, there's just too many question marks for me to put money on the Suns. If the number got good enough, if they got out to like a really bad start and the number dropped, I might put some money on them like I did a few years ago to, to go all the way and then probably start fading them in a conference finals if they got there. But I just, I'm in that group of people that think that there's too many question marks on and off the floor to really believe in Phoenix. Uh, Bill, I'm a big Bulls fan and a little worried heading into the season because they don't play a whole lot of defense. And now I don't know when Lonzo's coming back. Vooch gives you nothing on that end. And I don't know if DeMar is going to be able to have the season he had last year. Love Zach, but uh, we'll see how that ends up working out with the two of them this year. What are your thoughts on the Bulls this season, buying or selling them as a playoff team? So I'm from the Chicago area, like back and forth between Chicago and Iowa. And I was, I'm a Chicago sports fan. Hard to be a Bulls fan because I, I cover the sport, right? So it, it sort of yeah. changes things. I really wanted to believe in them. I, and you know this as a fan, ball is so important to what they do. Yes. And if you look at their record last year, when he played last year, it was small sample size, but big enough that it matters. I mean, their winning percentage was good enough to be the second-best team in the East. They were in first when he got injured last year, I think, in January. He just brings the defensive energy and effort that I think actually raises the defense of the rest of the team. And, and you're right. I mean, DeRozan was a statistical anomaly last year. It's like betting that Tails is going to come up 40 out of 50 times. Awesome that it happened. Probably not going to happen again. So I think Chicago's going to struggle to be in the top six. I think the East is that crowded. But they fooled me last year. And if Ball can somehow get healthy and get back earlier than we expect, maybe there's some optimism. But I think the combination of a regression for DeMar and the fact that they don't have the defense that they need in an East that I think is markedly better, I don't think it bodes well. Bill, do you have any future bets that you've placed already that you love, whether it be a team's win total, rookie of the year, coach of the year, six-man, most improved, anything like that that you love that you think is a great bet? So I've got a few. I can't bet on some of these because I'm actually an NBA voter, and so I don't really know what the rules are, but I love, right? You know what I'm saying? Love I love that. You guys take advantage of it. I'm going to be voting. I think Embiid's going to win the MVP for, for a yeah, few Yeah, can you reasons. vote I, that? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I got you guys. I got you guys. Look, I think there's a few things to play here. I, I think the Sixers are going to be really good in the regular season. I know Embiid's angry as hell about the fact he didn't win last year, but I think the main thing is psychology. And I'm not insulting my fellow NBA voters. It's just the truth. In, my, in that world, in the NBA in particular, guys are, the men and women who vote, are so worried about 
NBA Twitter and how they're going to be viewed and whether people are going to think that they're idiots when they go out to dinner on the, on the beat. And they're, I think they're very impacted by what they're supposed to do and this idea of getting things wrong. I've heard people already that vote talk a lot socially about, you know, Embiid's going to have a great year, which is code for I should have voted for him last year, and I can hear him still complaining from last year's vote. So I think there's a lot of value on Embiid. I love Kobe Altman to be executive of the year in Cleveland. Like, if you believe in Cleveland, but you're not really sure, like, how that plays itself out because you don't think Cleveland's going to make it that deep in the playoffs because it's a regular season vote, I think Kobe Altman as executive of the year is a really, really, really good bet. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk myself into the under on the Lakers total because Lakers numbers are always enhanced because people in L.A. go to Vegas all the time. Yes. They just get a lot of help. Now, if you think Anthony Davis is going to willingly play the five and or stay healthy, I don't think either of those will happen. That's why we call him Humpty Dumpty on our we radio call show. Him Davis. Do, yeah, I mean, Anthony Humpty Dumpty Davis. I like the under on the Lakers because it's always too much. I'm a little worried LeBron's going to go beast mode at the end of his career. Those are the ones that I have money on or that I would if I weren't an actual voter. You talked about a little bit of the drama, and you, you highlighted how important the dynamic between Aiton and Monty Williams is. I'd love you to give a little insight into what you think the dynamic is going to be inside of Golden State with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, with this contract situation for Draymond looming, Poole getting paid, Wiggins getting paid, and how you think that actually plays out. How long does it take them to gel again, considering that they have guys with two timelines, right? And Poole's on in the younger group and probably the leader of that younger group. Yeah, it's a great question. It's amazing. Of the six betting favorites to win the NBA championship this year, four of them are dealing with seriously self-inflicted drama on an extreme level. The Suns, um, the, uh, the Celtics, the Nets, because they're the Nets, and the Warriors with, with the punch of Jordan Poole. I, I think those four storylines are going to greatly impact what happens. I think, I don't know is the answer to your question, but my guess is the most likely organization where it's going to be okay of those four teams is the Warriors because Steph Curry really is a beloved leader in that locker room because the guy that was wrong, Jordan Poole, not just got paid, which helps, but has handled this with such class, right, sort of quiet class, put the team first. And because I think Draymond Green, for all of his shortcomings that were on display, is going to be like Kobe Bryant when he had his own personal stuff. I know different situation, but Draymond's the kind of guy that goes on the floor, and that's a, that's a respite. That's a place he can escape. So I think, like, I'm on the Warriors big. It's not, I mean, it's not an amazing bet, right, because the odds aren't great. But I think that they're the favorite in a big way in the Western Conference, because I do think the Suns have regressed and will be impacted. I could go Even over teams. the Clippers, huh? Yeah, the thing I love the Clippers, and I've got the Clippers in the conference finals. I think that's a, it's two things. Like, do you really believe that Kawhi Leonard's going to be healthy for I don't know sixty regular season games in the playoffs? To me, that's a coin flip. I want it to be true, but it wasn't when he was younger, and he's no longer younger. And do you think Paul George can play at an exceptionally high level no. in the playoffs if that happens? Which again, to me, is a coin flip. So Clippers have a ton of ceiling. I just worry about their ability, to, well, in, in, in PG's case, to play at a high level, and really in the case of Kawhi Leonard, just to be on the floor consistently enough. Bill, we only got about two minutes, but uh, kind of to tie in two teams here, who do you feel better about heading into the season? You know, with Jalen Brunson obviously leaving Dallas to go to New York, and then the Mavericks, you know, they maybe improve with Christian Wood, but which team are you higher on, the Mavs in the West Jaylen or the Hardy Knicks in too. the East? Oh, I'm sorry, what was the second one? Uh, the Mavs in the West or the Knicks in the East? Could it finally be the year since they get their point guard? Man, <laughs> are you guys in New York? I, uh, so I am not high on the Knicks. Like okay. I, I, I was not a fan of that Jalen Brunson contract. I, I'd love to be wrong. 
So I think it's the Mavs. Like, I don't love their roster construction, and I think outside of Luka Doncic, there's a lot to be desired. But assuming the guy really comes in like in great shape and great focus, and he looks good, I mean, he is a top, what, guys, three-player in the NBA. He's the betting favorite to be the MVP. You can't be the MVP if you're not a top-four team, especially after the terrible vote for Westbrook several years ago when he had that triple-double silliness that shouldn't have gotten him that hardware. So I think the odds are the Mavs, at least in the regular season, have a much better season. The next time we've seen what Luka can do when he goes full sort of solo hero mode in the playoffs. Love it. Bill, real quick, just want to ask you about the Lakers-Golden State game tonight. Warriors now seven and a half point favorites. Wow, it moved. It did. Over under 223 and a half. We're kind of all liking Golden State first quarter minus one and a half, first half minus three and a half. If you were to play, what would it be in this Lakers-Warriors game? I'm, so the only thing that I'm actually on right now is the over on the total because I do think there's not going to be a lot of defense and there's a chance that LeBron James, he has a real issue jealousy, competitiveness, respect, whatever, a focus on Steph Curry's legacy compared to his own. This is from people close to LeBron. So I think there's a real chance he's going to play at a high level and a focus level. So I'm also on his point total, which I think is 27.5. I think he has a 30-point game. I think he clears it easily. I've had some people try to talk me into the Lakers winning, like in the NBA. I don't buy it. So I'm just going over on the total and over on LeBron's point prop. I like that. Bill, thanks so much, man. Really good stuff. Great stuff. Thanks for having you. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Love it. He was great. Yeah, yeah Bill Ryder. Awesome. Check out the podcast, Honest Ryder Than too. You, mm-hmm. CBS Sports NBA Insider. He's good. And he agrees really with me a lot. So yeah, he that's does. Really nice. I was like, wow, is this Tristan Boyford? Like, <laughs> everything he's saying is like, take the Lakers under. I like this guy.